You're listening to the Radical Disruption Podcast with Maya Nicole, nursing student turned multi-six-figure online entrepreneur. Here we talk all things real and raw when it comes to entrepreneurship and what it really takes to get to the next level. Leave the small biz talk at the door and buckle up for the tangible, tactical, and actionable steps that will help guide you in building a disruptive business. Let's dive into the show. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Radical Disruption. Today, I'm going to share nine different and fresh content ideas that you can implement on your Instagram account and hopefully try something new. So these can be reels or carousel posts, really whatever you want. At the end of the day, they could even be both. The goal with this episode is to share nine different ideas that I don't see very often on Instagram. So that you can create content that really will stand out and also perform well because if it is unique, oftentimes it's a lot more eye-catching. And I'm going to verbally explain these ideas because obviously it's a podcast and that's how podcasts work (laughs) and hopefully it all makes sense. But in the show notes of this episode, I'm going to link examples for each of these nine different things so you can also see them visually as well. I think the best way to consume this episode is safely, of course. Like if you're in the car, don't do this. (laughs) But if you aren't in the car, pull up the show notes. And as I'm talking through each of these different examples, also tap on the link for the examples so you can see them visually as I'm talking about them. But if that's not the way that you can consume it, not a big deal. You can always go back and reference the examples and see the more visual examples later on. So with all that being said, nine different things. Again, these are unique. I've actually been collecting these over, I think the last like four months. So basically since the beginning of 2023, I've been collecting these. I've been really looking for unique content ideas that really stand out and things that I've seen not only to just catch my eye, but also be successful in terms of engagement and in terms of building credibility and business building as well. With all that being said, number one, case studies as education. And the reason why I bring this up here, I wouldn't say that this is like the most unique thing, but I think that there are a lot of people out there who are just simply sharing testimonials as posts. And while I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, I mean, I personally don't recommend posting straight up testimonials on your feed. I think that your highlights are a really great place for that. Your website's a really great place for that. Sales pages, your stories are a really great place for that. But when it comes to sharing testimonials on your feed, there actually is a place for it. And that's through case studies. And so case studies, the reason why I say this though, isn't just like, oh, share a testimonial as a case study to build your credibility. The reason why is because case studies often add in an element of storytelling and storytelling is very captivating. And so if you are someone who is kind of tired of telling your story over and over and over again, or maybe you just don't care to really tell your story over and over again, um, while I do think that it is important to tell your story and to share your journey and to, you know, share wins and things like that to have your audience be able to connect with you, there is also another aspect that you can actually share to bring in more of the the human being side of things, which is sharing the stories of your clients or your customers. And so that is why I believe that case studies are so powerful as pieces of content for your feed is because of that storytelling aspect. And so something that I highly encourage you to do to be able to make sure that you can create this type of content 
is making your testimonial forms more extensive. And this doesn't necessarily mean that you need to have like 50 questions as you're collecting testimonials because no one wants to fill out 50 question testimonial for it. Ain't nobody got time for that. I don't got time for that. But just really being intentional with the questions that you are asking and maybe even adding in just one additional question. So maybe you have, you know, the general generic questions on your testimonial form, which there's nothing wrong with that. But maybe there are, you know, leave a testimonial here. What things can I improve on or what things would you have liked seen added into this offer or to this product? Maybe you just add in one simple question where it asks, you know, where were you before you joined this offer versus where are you now? And so that way you can get that information, the more of the storytelling aspect of it so you can actually share the before and the after and hopefully even the journey in between and the journey in between the before and the after is going to be your offer, right? Them going through your offer. That's what I would say is being really intentional with the questions that you're asking on your testimonial form so you have that information that you can pull from to create pieces of content. And something else that you can do as well is you can always go back and people who have left testimonials, you can reach back out to them and say, hey, I would love to create a piece of content around your transformation. It's super inspiring. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of people out there who can benefit from you know the things that you've done on your journey do you mind send me over super quick, you know, just one minute, maybe two minute typing it out a little bit more about your story, what it, life looked like before you joined my offer versus now. And you can direct message them. You can email them however you feel is best in terms of contacting them. And most people are going to be pretty open to giving you that information. And oftentimes as well, you can even say, hey, I would love to tag you inside of this reel. And that's going to help gain their exposure as well. Or you can keep things private in terms of you won't, you're sharing their information, but you're not going to share like their name. You're not going to share where they live, their Instagram handle or things like that if they want it more private. And some people do prefer that. And that's totally fine as well. The last thing I'll say with this too, and this is not actually even necessarily applicable to content creation, but when it comes to sharing testimonials and especially testimonials as case studies where you might be sharing more information, making sure that number one, you have permission to share those things. So on my testimonial forums, at the bottom of my testimonial forums, I always say something along the lines of, you know, do I have your permission to respectfully share this on my social media? Yes or no. If they say no, then obviously I'm not going to share it. If they say yes, then I've got their permission to share that information or anything that they shared on that form. Also, it's really important in your terms of use or in your contracts to have a testimonial release. Basically, if they give you any things that they've accomplished, like you have access to be able to screenshot that and share it. Obviously, again, I would say respectfully, because even though it is in your terms of use and in your contracts, I still believe that it's really good to just ask or to, you know, crop out their information and share it that way. So that's just a little side note there in terms of respectfully sharing those things and also in terms of legality purposes. That is definitely something that I recommend is having that little yes or no thing at the bottom of your testimonial forms where it says, do I have your permission to share it? And then also making sure that that's included inside of your terms of use and your contracts as well. So to recap on number one, case studies, as education. And it's not just to share the testimonial to build your credibility, but it's also a really great way to add in that storytelling aspect to help people to connect, to help people to really put themselves in the shoes of those who are going through your offers and to really visualize what it would be like to go through your offers. But also it's a really great way for you to educate and even share tips and tricks. And so that's something that 
I really recommend, especially if you're going to be sharing case studies as education through your content on your feed. If it's on your stories or in your highlights or on your sales pages, different story, right? Like you can definitely just do the straight up testimonial type of format. But when it comes to your feed, I definitely recommend adding in more of kind of like a takeaway at the end where it's like, you know, here's our journey before they joined my offer. Here's what it looks like after. Here are some five things that you can kind of take away from this story or, you know, this case study basically. And so there's always still that tangible piece that someone can take away, they can implement, and they might be able to see, you know, either immediate results or, you know, results down the line from it. All right. Number two, and now we're getting deeper into really unique things. Like I would say the first one, like I said, I do believe that that is unique because I don't see that as often. I see it a lot in people's stories, but I don't see it as feed content a lot. I do see a lot of testimonials as feed content, but like case studies that are education with tangible things that people can learn from those case studies, I don't see that very often. But now these ones though, numbers two through nine are very unique. I don't see these hardly at all. So number two is pop culture examples. What do I mean by this? I'm going to give you some examples of different pieces of content that I've seen, different things that I think could kind of fit underneath this category here. So you could say what selling sunsets teaches you about team building or what you can learn from selling sunsets about managing a team. If you don't know what selling sunsets is, go watch it. (laughs) I'm obsessed. Literally just binge watch. I think it's like season seven or I don't even know what we're on at this point. I binge watched it all in one day. It's the best. (laughs) Totally there for all of the drama. But it's very popular right now. It's a very popular topic as I am recording this podcast episode. Lots of people are talking about selling sunsets. Lots of people are binging it. And so it's a popular topic. And so you can kind of pull from that very popular TV show, that very popular topic that people are thinking about. It's already top of mind and tie it into your niche at the end of the day. And so it doesn't always have to be like what you can learn from selling sunsets about managing a team or managing a business. Obviously, there are different lessons that can be pulled out of there. Like you could even say, you know, what you can learn from selling sunsets about relationships or like public relationships and and things like that, that you might be like a relationship coach or a marriage coach or something along those lines. And you can kind of pull different lessons from there. But just examples. Another example is the Taylor Swift tour. Uh, There are so many different lessons that can be pulled from the Taylor Swift tour, especially around branding and marketing. And actually the example that I gave, like the visual example that's down in the show notes is about the Taylor Swift tour and different lessons that you can learn from that. So that's a really great example of that one. But another thing as well, and I saw this, I can't remember who posted this. I saw this a few months ago on someone else's feed and it was about Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is another TV show. It's on, I believe it's on Apple TV. Super popular. Love it. Also, another thing, every Tuesday I'm tuning into Ted Lasso. I absolutely love Ted Lasso. It is just a good, heartfelt TV show. Super good. Recommend Selling Sunsets and Ted Lasso. Both of those are very, very different TV shows, though, like very on the opposite end of each spectrum. But Anyways, going back to Ted Lasso, I saw someone's post was eight leadership lessons as quoted by Ted Lasso. And there were eight quotes from Ted Lasso over the seasons that he has shared on the TV show that they pulled lessons from. And it was like, here's the quote and then here's the lesson that you can kind of pull from that. So that was a really great example of pop culture. Ted Lasso, at least in the United States, very, very popular. I wouldn't say it's quite as big now, but when it very first came out, very, very big. I would still say, though, that lots of people know about it. So anyways, those are just some examples of pop culture references, but it doesn't even have to necessarily be TV shows. I know I pulled out Selling Sunsets and Ted Lasso, 
But like the Taylor Swift tour, that isn't a TV show. That's something that I don't even know if you could be anywhere in the world and not know about the Taylor Swift tour because it is all over social media. I mean, sometimes I'm like, wow, they're really, they're really marketing for Taylor Swift. Like she really has it down. She really has some raving fans. She does things really, really well. And that's why I said that the Taylor Swift tour would be really great if you are in branding and marketing or something along those lines to really pull lessons from that. Vanderpump. I haven't watched it, but that's another TV show that's really popular right now. Bridgerton, that's not super popular right now. Um, But when Bridgerton, like season one and two, those came out, those were really, it was very popular. And so if you could pull lessons around that, again, relationships or maybe motherhood or you have to get creative with it, right? If you're watching those TV shows, it's not always like, oh, I walked away from, you know, selling sunsets, learning about how to manage a team. That's not usually how it is, but you can get creative where it's like, okay, what is my niche? What are some popular topics that I've heard about in terms of TV shows, in terms of even movies, in terms of different tours that are happening, even like celebrities' lifestyles? This isn't super popular right now either, but like Harry and Meghan, when uh, their documentary came out on Netflix, that was super popular. I know a bunch of people also read, I think he wrote a book. I I haven't read it, but my mother, uh, she read it. And that was a super popular when it initially came out. And so there's a bunch of lessons there <laughs> that you can pull about family. Uh, I watched the documentary, super, super interesting. But again, there's just different things that come up. And that's something that's cool about this one too, is there are going to be different things that pop up over time too. So it's like right now, this is what's popular. But in six months from now, if you're listening to this, you're probably not going to be thinking about you know Ted Lasso or the Taylor Swift tour or selling sunsets. It's going to be something else that's popular. And so this kind of gives you an opportunity to have a bunch of things to talk about over time. This is another thing that came up. When the Super Bowl was about, I saw an ad that popped up on my Instagram account and it's from, I'm totally going to, totally going to slaughter this person's Instagram handle. So I'm just going to spell it out. It's A-B-U-F-O-F-A-N-A-H. And I saw that it was just an ad that popped up. I don't follow him on Instagram or anything, but this is a quote from the ad that I screenshotted. It says, uh, they've literally marketed Rihanna's halftime performance during every commercial break of the Super Bowl. And some of y'all wondering if you're marketing or talking about your business too much. Please post about your business more than once a day. Email your list more than once a day. Market your business as much as you need. I beg. And that was the ad. And obviously, like if you swiped up, I'm sure that there was more. But I just thought that that was a great example also of that pop culture because it's so true. And obviously, this isn't applicable right now when I'm recording this, which is end of May of this year. Like the Super Bowl has already passed, right? But there's a bunch of different posts that could have came about from Rihanna's halftime performance around marketing. uh, Exactly. Like I just quoted from this ad, but also around like motherhood because she was pregnant. You could even say like if you were like a pregnancy fitness coach, like you could kind of pull from that of like how important it is to stay active and kind of give Rihanna as an example of that. So there's a bunch of different things. Obviously, this is just off the top of my head. I can look at different pop culture examples and tie it really well back into my niche because it is my niche and that's something I think about every single day. But when it comes to other people's niches, it's going to take me a second to think of like a really good example. But Anyways, hopefully this is just getting your brain turning, but that would be another pop culture example. And it's another thing too, where I said, you know, it's not necessarily 
always going to be relevant over time. But like as the Super Bowl was coming up and even I would say two weeks after the Super Bowl, there was a very hot topic. And so that would have been a really great time to post about that. Whereas like now, if you posted about the Super Bowl, it wouldn't really make sense or be super relevant. So the pop culture, you kind of have to stay up on that. But it's not to say that you need to like stay up on it in terms of like researching and things like that. Just if that is something that you stay up on already in your day-to-day life, then just create content around it. Okay, number three, share statistics that relate to your niche that many people might not know. So a really great way to go about this is hop on Google, type in shocking facts about, and then insert whatever your niche is, and see if anything interesting comes up. And the key here isn't to just share the fact and be like, here's this fact, because that's not going to be super applicable to anyone if it's just like, here's this random fact, right? So what I recommend doing is connecting that stat to a lesson in the caption. So it's not just a random stat, again, on a reel with a Q background where there's just text and it's like, here's this interesting stat. I mean, some people would be like, oh yeah, that's super interesting. But most people are going to be like, okay, why are you sharing this? You know, so what I personally would do in terms of content is maybe you can create a carousel post of interesting facts that you might not know about XYZ, whatever your niche is. And then you have five or six of them through the carousel slides. And then maybe you have one or two carousel slides, or maybe even in the caption that kind of ties it all together as to why it's important to know these things. Or you could have a real, you know, like a B roll type of background where just behind the scenes of your business. And then you have text over the top, and it's a quote of a statistic, and it says, read the caption. In the caption, you expand upon why that statistic is important, how people can, you know, utilize that, what they can learn from it basically at the end of the day. Number four is green screen, why someone should hire you. And this is going to make a lot more sense when you look at the visual example for number four. So go look at that. When I came across this, this is actually what sparked the whole idea of me doing this podcast as well as the upcoming series that I have prepared for my Instagram account which is all about creating unique content. When you go to the show notes and you look at number four, that piece of content is really what sparked this entire idea for this podcast episode as well as that series. So go watch it. Super, super funny, super interesting, and really, really engaging. And I just absolutely loved it. It was one of the most unique pieces of content that I've seen in a long time. And basically what she says, though, is she says, five reasons why a brand should sponsor me to go to Coachella And it is a a screenshot of an Apple Note list. So she must have written that out on her phone. She screenshotted it. You know, it's the five reasons. And then it's a green screen. So it's in the background, you see the Apple Notes. And then her face is talking and she's going through each of the five points and explaining a lot more. And it's comical, but it's also very valuable at the same time. And so you can use this as five reasons why someone should hire you as a coach Or you could even use it in not even the sense of like why people should hire you, but, you know, three reasons why you shouldn't do X, Y, Z. It's just a very unique way to present information because usually when it's like here are five reasons why you should hire me, you know, it's just, again, that B-roll type of content with a bullet point list over the top of it. And there's nothing wrong with that or even, you know, a trending audio where you're pointing to five points on the screen or something. Those things are all great. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, like, how can we present that information in a different way that is unique and eye-catching? And that is through utilizing, like, Apple Notes and the green screen feature. So, again, go look at the visual. This one will make a lot more sense when you go look at the visual. And it's, it's really great. Okay, number five. 
use yourself and the things that you've done in the past to teach people what they should do. So you can use screenshots of pictures or videos to really demonstrate. And so this could be like, I used to do this, now I do this, or what I used to look like versus what I look like now, or how I used to do blank versus how I do it now. So if you have a video or a photo of you doing something wrong, like a technique, for example, and you can use that screenshot or maybe a video, like I was saying, photo or video, doesn't really matter. Either of those are great. You can really utilize that to showcase to people how to do it right. So you're basically using yourself as an example to say, this is what I used to do in the past. You know, here is how it even maybe affected me in negative ways. Here's what I do now. And then you can share a video or a photo of what you're doing now. And another example would be maybe you have a picture of you working late at night and you can teach people about how to hire help so that they have a more manageable schedule. And so it maybe would show, you know, a picture of you working late at night and it says like, can you relate to this? Working late nights, working 24 seven, something along those lines. That used to be me too. Here's how I transitioned to this. And maybe it's a video of you, I don't know, out on a walk in the middle of the day or out at a coffee shop in the middle of the day. And it all comes back to you teaching people how to, you know, hire out help to be able to manage their schedule more, be able to, you know, work less hours, something along those lines. So basically using something you've done in the past, and especially great if you have visual examples for that, photos or videos, and then showcasing what people can do now and kind of the lessons that they can learn going from that place, like the before and the after. But it's really all contingent around like your story and your journey. So really using yourself as an example of things you did in the past versus what you do now. Number six is blank inspired by blank. So what do I mean by that? Workouts inspired by blank, outfits inspired by blank, Instagram reels inspired by blank, birthing positions inspired by blank, hairstyles inspired by blank. And if you go watch the visual video or the visual reel for this one, it'll make a lot more sense too. I think the visual for this one, uh, the reason why this one came about is I was looking, my sister-in-law, she's getting married. So we were looking at different dress shops and I came across an Instagram account of a dress shop in Utah County where I live. And the dress shop, it was talking about wedding dresses inspired by like Friends characters. So Friends, the TV show, and it was different dresses. And then she actually has an entire series on her Instagram account of wedding dresses inspired by different like TV shows, basically. Super, super cool. And I absolutely loved it. I literally went and watched all of them (laughs) because I was like, this is such a unique idea. And so it's just basically utilizing whatever your niche is and then inspired by either pop culture references, uh, just things that people would know about. You don't want it to be something that's inspired by something that no one else is going to know. You want it to be like, let's just say Instagram reels inspired by professional athletes. And then I kind of talk about <laughs> now I'm like blanking on literally any professional athletes names uh Serena Williams for example and so like I have Instagram reels that are inspired by her specifically or Instagram reels inspired by LeBron James actually that might make sense more sense in terms of like outfits inspired by maybe I would do Instagram reels inspired by different like personalities from like TV characters or something along those lines or like workouts inspired by and then that one actually would be a really good one for like professional athletes like workout inspired by Serena Williams workouts inspired by LeBron James workout you know so on and so forth I can only think of those two two professional athletes right now but again number six blank inspired by blank. And you can create an entire series out of this, or you can just do one reel. Just play around with it. Have fun with it. Okay. 
Number seven is remix a video that relates to your niche and comment on it or agree with it. So basically, you want to focus on remixing another reel that has performed well on Instagram or is just a reel that you may simply find interesting and share your thoughts on it. And if you've never remixed another reel, you can do this by opening up the reel. So whatever reel you want to remix and you tap on the three dots in the bottom right hand corner, you're going to hit remix that simple. And then it's going to allow you to then record, you know, you side by side with the other reel. I will say though, some reels can't be remixed if the creator has turned off the ability to remix in their settings. So just know that there might be some reels that you come across where there isn't that little option to remix. Uh, If that's the case, then obviously you're just going to have to go out and find another reel. And I actually gave multiple examples for number seven that you can find down in the show notes. You want it to be something that is engaging, something that is going to be eye-catching, something that people are already interested in. And how do you know if they're already interested in it? That reel performed well. And then you can kind of add your commentary to that of whether or not you agree with it or, you know, sharing additional thoughts, things like that. That's basically how you want to utilize that. And then number eight share a reel with a video playing in the top right or left-hand corner. And then you talk about that video and explain in the reel, you know, why it's right or why it's wrong, or if the technique is good or how to, you know, improve technique or what your opinions are on it. Something along those lines, right? Or how someone can implement something similar. So again, if you're thinking about this visually, if you're just listening to this, it's going to be a reel and then there's going to be a video that's playing in the top right hand corner. The video isn't going to have sound because you're going to be talking and you're going to be explaining kind of either what's happening in the video or something that you disagree with or that you do agree with. So you're basically using that video. It's kind of similar to number seven where you're remixing a reel and it's side by side. But in this one, the main focus isn't necessarily the remix like side by side with your reel. Number eight is specifically like you are the focus and you're really diving deeper into why you agree or why you disagree with, you know, certain things that are being shared inside of this video. Okay, number nine is popular topics or news. And this is similar to the pop culture, which I talked about in number two, but it's different in the sense that it doesn't need to be tied to pop culture. So if you're not someone who keeps up with pop culture, if you're like, I literally, I don't even know what you're talking about with selling sunsets, Ted Lasso, Taylor Swift, like, what are you even talking about? This is like a different language to me. Uh, Disregard number two and number nine might actually be for you. It could be simply something that you see in the news that relates to your niche, or maybe it's a study that has been done that you can tie back into your niche and educate around. I see this a lot, especially in the health space where there's a bunch of different studies that have been done. Uh, They're always coming out, right? There's always new studies that are coming out in the health space. So if you stay up to date on those, you can really take those and you could even do a green screen where it's a screenshot of the news article or the study. And then you do a green screen where you're talking about it because obviously like people aren't going to want to go out and read most likely the entire article. Obviously, you can link it if you want to. Um, But you can break down and you can describe why the information is important inside of that study or that news article. So that's something that you can do if you're someone who isn't, you know, super updated with pop culture. Or even if you are updated with pop culture, maybe this is just something that fits more of your personality, more of your niche in terms of the things that you share in terms of your brand on your social media account. So that is it for numbers one through nine. And I hope that this episode was a breath of fresh air around creating content and really give you a few ideas on how you can create content that is outside of the box 
and really have fun with something that is new and capture attention by creating unique content. So if you decide to create any of these, which I hope that you do, I would love, 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 love to see them. So tag me on Instagram or direct message me once it's posted so I can hype you up and I can engage with that piece of content because you know that I want to. So super excited to see what you pull from this. Again, if you're looking for those visual examples, you can find all of those links down in uh, the show notes. So with all that being said, that is it for today's episode. If this episode has served you in any way, I'd love it if you shared what you've learned, any aha moments that you may have had, or something that you loved, and tag me on Instagram at Maya Nicole. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that we can continue to learn and grow together. Thank you so much for your support. I love you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.